Great. We are in the, I think the 15th or I think the 16th week uh, of a sermon series on the life of Daniel. Daniel was a professional and a prophet. Um, he lived about 500 years before Christ Jesus. And there's an entire book on his life in the Old Testament. Let me give us a quick um, uh, synopsis of Daniel's life story. When Daniel was in his teens, he was taken as a slave and as a prisoner of war and exiled from Jerusalem to Babylon, where he perhaps lived for the rest of his life. And even though he was a prisoner of war, Daniel was also a professional, like many of us. He was extremely intelligent, and he was very successful. And despite sev severe opposition, he rose to positions of influence, even becoming the ruler of Babylon under the king, under two different kings. Daniel's life story is, is highly relevant to us because each of us, without exception, we're also all ambitious and wants to be successful in our lives. For those of us who, for whom this is the first time in a church, I would imagine you've never heard of Daniel before. Uh, we'll try our best to fill you in on the story as we go along, the story of Daniel as we go along. But even if you don't fully understand the life of Daniel here uh, in, the, in this talk today, I'm sure you'll be able to connect on the theme of ambition and desiring to be successful in our lives. That's, that's common uh, to, to all of us. Daniel believed in the God of the Bible. And during his captivity in Babylon, he served under maybe half a dozen, perhaps more, kings. And none of those kings believed in the God of the Bible. On the contrary, almost every one of these kings persecuted Daniel for his faith in the God of the Bible. And last year we began, last week, sorry, not year, last week we began our journey to Daniel chapter 6, which outlines Daniel's life under a king named Darius. And like in, with most other kings, Daniel was extremely successful in his career. And, and King Darius decided to appoint Daniel as the ruler over all the other officials uh, in the kingdom, next only to the king. Now, like in the corporate world, um, all the other officials were very jealous of, of Daniel's excellence and, and success, uh, and they hatched a plot to do him in. Do him in. And they knew that Daniel would never compromise on his faith in the God of the Bible. And so this is what they used to get him into trouble. They hatched a plan. They walked up to King Darius and said, uh, let nobody in the kingdom pray to anyone except you, O king, for the next 30 days. No one is to pray to any god. And if anyone prays to any god except you, O king, over the next 30 days, let them be thrown to death uh, in a den of lions. And the king agreed, and, and they signed the command. He signed the command, and that's the verse we're going to be looking at today. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. It'll come up for us on the screen as I read it. Read it. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had the windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before, he, before his God as he had been, as he had done 
previously. We're going to be spending three weeks on this verse. Last week, we saw that this was a prayer of defiance. This week, we're going to see that this is a prayer of purpose. And the next sermon on this verse is going to be that this was a prayer of, of repentance. Allow me to pray now as we dive into this passage. Father, we uh, thank you and we worship you because you've called each of us to a life of purpose. And so, Lord, we pray in the next 30 minutes or so as we see the life of Daniel, as we see Christ Jesus, would you, Lord God, would you whisper to every one of our hearts and would you guide us, would you gently nudge us, Lord, towards the purpose that you've called every one of us to. We pray this morning, may each of us, by your grace, by your love, receive a revelation of your purpose for us in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This week I'd like to draw just three things for us from this passage. First, this was a prayer of purpose. Second, I want to look at how Daniel discovered purpose. And third, we're going to look at the courage to live God's purpose. So this was a prayer of purpose, how Daniel discovered purpose, and the courage to live God's purpose. Let's start with that this was a prayer of purpose. You know, from the passage, it's obvious that if Daniel prayed to his God, the God he believed in, he would be thrown into a den of lions. And yet we saw last week that Daniel showed remarkable defiance in praying to the God of the Bible publicly. So we know Daniel prayed. But do you know what Daniel prayed for? Daniel, this, this verse tells us, got down to his knees and prayed three times a day after opening his window to Jerusalem. What was Daniel praying for? What was so important that Daniel would pray for it, knowing fully well that he would be thrown to the den of lions if he prayed? What was the purpose of Daniel's prayer? I think we need to wrestle with that question this morning. What was Daniel praying for? The answer is right there in the book of Daniel in the Bible, and we see this in Daniel chapter 9. Let me read out that passage uh, for us. Uh, Daniel chapter 9. I know Daniel chapter 9 comes after Jan Daniel chapter 6 in the Bible. That's the way this book is structured. But chronologically, Daniel chapter 9 happened before Daniel chapter 6. And when I read it, everything will make sense for us. Daniel chapter 9 verses 1 to 3. In the first year of Darius, that's the king we are talking about. That's what's happening under this king. That's this command that you cannot pray to any god. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, by descent a Mede, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived in the books the number of years that according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. Then I turned my face to the Lord, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I know the first part was a little hard to understand, but let me just very simply say what it is. Daniel 
read the word of God that came through Jeremiah the prophet, and Jeremiah had basically said, had heard from God and had told the people that the exile in Babylon will end in 70 years. That's what this verse says. The 70 years is very clear, very direct, very evident uh, in the passage. And this is extremely significant. Let me give us a little bit of background too so that we can fully understand what's going on here. Jeremiah was a prophet. A prophet is a messenger of God, someone who, who God speaks through through the rest of the people. Jeremiah was a prophet and he lived in Jerusalem during the time when most of the qualified professionals like Daniel were taken away from Jerusalem into exile in Babylon by the kingdom, by the Babylonian king who had invaded Jerusalem. They were taken away as prisoners of war. They were taken away as prisoners of war because the people of Jerusalem, whom God had called, had abandoned the, abandoned the God of the Bible, and they had started worshipping other idols, even sacrificing their children to these so-called gods. And God was very angry with his people. And he was justly angry. This was a righteous anger. And Daniel, a God allowed them to be taken away in exile into Babylon so that he would discipline them and bring them back to himself. And through Jeremiah and other prophets like Isaiah, those are parts of the books of the Old Testament, God repeatedly warned his people to repent and turn away from their sin, but they continued in their rebellion. And so God told them that they were going to be carried away as prisoners of war to another kingdom, to another city, and there they will be slaves and prisoners of war for 70 years. But God in his great mercy also promised them that at the end of the 70 years, they will be brought back to Jerusalem. And Jeremiah had prophesied this much before this happened. And so Daniel read and understood the word of God that had come to the prophet Jeremiah. And just for our understanding, allow me to take us to the book of Jeremiah in the Bible and, and show us parts where God tells his people that for 70 years he'll be in, they'll be in exile, and at the end of 70 years they'll be brought back to Jerusalem. Allow me to just read one verse uh, from the book of Jeremiah, just so that we also make these, these connections uh, clearly in our minds. Jeremiah chapter 29, uh, verses 10 to 14. I'm going to read just the highlighted portion. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place, which is Jerusalem. We'll probably spend another sermon on this passage for Jeremiah, but that's for another week. But let's come back to Daniel now. Again, let me just take one more step back and help us understand things in the, in the full historical context. Now, if you're wondering what does this mean to my career, what does it mean to my life here and now, just bear with me for a couple of minutes. That's where we're going to land this train of thought in. The exile began roughly in the year 605 BC when Daniel and many young men like him were carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon as prisoners of war, 605 years before Christ. Daniel is praying, the prayer in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, we are studying. Daniel is praying roughly in the year 538 or 39 BC. About 67 years have passed from the beginning of the exile to the time that Daniel is praying this prayer. 67 years. And Daniel had understood 
from God's word through Jeremiah that there were only three more years left. And Daniel was praying and pleading with God to rescue his people and take them back to beloved Jerusalem. We asked the question, what was the purpose of Daniel's prayer? Daniel was praying that God would fulfill his promise and forgive and bless and rescue his people and take them back to Babylon, take them back from Babylon to Jerusalem as he had promised. Daniel was praying for his people to be restored to God. That's really neat, isn't it? The way uh, the book of Jeremiah in the Bible connects with the book of, of Daniel. Daniel discovered a great purpose to pray the forgiveness and deliverance and restorations of his people. And that's why, even though the king commanded that you'll be thrown to the lions to your death, if you pray to any other god, Daniel defied him because there was a greater purpose. There was a purpose that was far greater than himself. That's a theme we're going to be touching on later today. But that's the first thing I wanted to draw for us from the passage. This was a prayer of purpose. The second thing I like to draw for us from this passage is how Daniel discovered this purpose. And that's relevant to us, is we are searching, many of us, for our own purpose. To really make this point about how Daniel discovered the purpose to pray, allow me to turn to just one more detail in the prayer that Daniel prayed. Allow me to ask a question, and I'll ask and answer that question, and then we'll bring this home to our lives here and now. Uh, look at uh, the verse that we are looking at this morning. Daniel chapter 6, verse, seven, uh, verse 10. When Daniel prayed, he had the windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. Why? Was it because uh, he was praying for Jerusalem? Yeah, he was praying for Jerusalem, so he was looking at Jerusalem. That's good. Uh, was it because he loved Jerusalem? Yes, he loved Jerusalem, absolutely. But there is a deeper answer to the question. And it's important. It's, I think it's a very important bit of detail because it was because he opened the doors to Jerusalem that people saw him praying and he found himself in the, lion of, in the den of lions. We'll see that in the coming weeks. Uh, we saw that a little bit last week, that he was, he, was taken, he was convicted for his crime of praying and he was thrown to the, to the den, of, uh, den of lions. So opening his window was, was significant for Daniel because it cost him, almost cost him his life. But why? Why did Daniel open the windows to, to Jerusalem? There's the answer. The answer, again, the Bible provides us with the answer. A few hundred years before the life of Daniel, God called a great king named Solomon to build a temple for him in Jerusalem. And as King Solomon dedicated his temple, he prayed a magnificent prayer, a prayer that moved the heart of God so much that God's very presence came and honored Solomon's prayer and filled, literally physically filled the temple that Solomon had built. Again, I'm going to read just one passage from that prayer. It's very relevant to us this morning. When they, the people of Jerusalem, sin against you, for there's no one who does not sin, and you become angry with them and give them over to their enemies who take them captive to their own lands far away or near. Solomon is actually referring to the exile 
that people of God would face hundreds of years later. And if they have a change of heart in the land where they've been taken captive and repent and plead with you in the land of their captors and say, God, we have sinned. We have done wrong. We've acted wickedly. And if they turn back to you with all their heart and soul in the land of the enemies whom, who took them captive and pray to you toward the land you've given their ancestors, toward the city you have chosen, Jerusalem, and the temple I have built for your name, then from heaven hear, 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 hear their prayer and their plea and uphold their cause. So Daniel was actually following up from Solomon's prayer, which God had honored by filling that temple with, with his glory. And Daniel was merely following what Solomon had prayed for. So what's the point that I'm trying to make? How does it come home to our lives? Simply this. Daniel discovered purpose in God's word. He found the purpose to pray for Jerusalem through God's word spoken to Jeremiah. And he, found, he followed the process of prayer by reading the book of 1 Kings, which describes Solomon's dedication of the temple. Daniel discovered God's purpose. Daniel discovered purpose in God's word. Let me try and bring this home to our hearts, living lives in this great city of Mumbai. Where are we seeking to find our purpose? Are we seeking to find our purpose in the world or are we seeking to find our purpose in the word? Which of these two pathways of, to purpose are we following? The world giving us purpose and we are praying for that or the word of God giving us purpose and we are praying for that. Let me, let me unpack this some more. All of us, all of us are searching for meaning and purpose in our lives. And for many of us, when we say purpose, we actually mean significance. We say purpose, but in reality, deep down, we actually mean significance. When we say, I'm searching for purpose, we actually mean, I'm searching for significance. You know, purpose, is something that's beyond us. It's something that's greater than us. It's the greater good. But significance is about us. And we do tend to get confused between prayer and significance. Prayer, I'm sorry, purpose and significance. Purpose and significance are two very distinct things. But we do confuse the two quite often. Purpose and significance are different, but both are very closely associated with our very identities. And so the question that I'd like to engage us this morning with is where do we go searching for our purpose and our significance? Where do we go search for it? As ambitious and, and intelligent and, and largely successful people, we do tend to go and search in the world to find our purpose 
and significance and perhaps even our very identity. We search for purpose and significance in the families and the homes that we build. We, we search for purpose and significance in the careers that we pursue. We search to find our purpose and significance in the art forms we express. We search for purpose and significance in the businesses we are trying to build. In my case, I'm searching for purpose and significance in the church that we are together trying to plant and grow. It is in these things that we find the biggest purpose and the greatest significance of our lives. It's almost as if we are trying to reach to these things and are building these things around us so that we can be defined as successful based on these things. Every one of us in our own ways, we are desperately chasing and, and, and clinging and holding fast to these things so that we have purpose and significance in our lives. We are all searching for purpose in the world. Now, all the things that I just talked about, they're all good things. They are things God has given us to be enjoyed. But if they become central in our lives, they will disappoint us. Only God will eternally satisfy us. If this is your first time in a church and you're whom we would call an explorer, someone who's genuinely seeking, someone who's, who's exploring, what I'm saying makes sense. It's relevant even to you, even if you've never read the Bible before. Each of us, we are searching for purpose. We are searching for significance. And we've come to understand that this search for purpose is something we can fulfill, that we can complete by going and, and doing the things that are outside in the world. There's just one flaw in that. The flaw in that approach of just us seeking and finding purpose out there in the world is that we did not create ourselves. God created us. He designed us for a purpose. And to find the purpose, we must not only look at the world, but we have to look to God. Who's the one who's given us this purpose? And so it's relevant, even if this is your first time in a church and you're just exploring, you, maybe you're just curious about Jesus. Daniel understood where to search for purpose. He did not find purpose in the world. I mean, look at his world. He was extremely successful. So he could have found purpose in his career. But that's not where he turned to. That's not where he searched for, for purpose. But he went, thank you. He searched for purpose in, in, in God's word. He found purpose in Jeremiah and the book of, uh, one, the book of 1 Kings. The book of 1 Kings. May I encourage us to live, to look into our eyes, to our lives, sorry. Can we just take a moment? Can we just pause for a moment to look into our lives? Shall we look in deeper into our hearts? As followers, and I'm speaking to those of us who are followers of Jesus now, as followers of Jesus, when was the last time we found purpose in the word of God? was the last time. 
stay with me here. You see, Daniel uh, did not just pick one verse and conclude God, one verse from the Bible. He did not just read the Bible one day and conclude that God had called him to a purpose. He did not just read the Bible for three to four days uh, and, and, and discover his purpose. The reason I labored to help us see the connection between Daniel's prayer in Jeremiah and Daniel's prayer in, the, in, in, in Solomon's prayer of dedicating his temple in another book called One Kings, all in the Bible, the reason I labored to help us see these connections was to help, well, help us see how richly Daniel had meditated on the word of God. Hang on. There's a lot more to this point that I'm trying to draw out for us. If you read the rest of Daniel chapter 9, we won't read that today for the lack of time. But if you go back and read that chapter, you will also see that Daniel had also had a very rich understanding of the law of Moses. Let me just read one verse for us from Daniel chapter 9 verse 13. Just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come on us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God. So if you read that chapter, the references Daniel makes to the book of Moses is incredible. So now, all things considered, Daniel understood Jeremiah the prophet. Daniel understood the biblical book of Kings and Chronicles, both of which outline Solomon's prayer. Daniel understood the law of Moses, which is the book of Genesis, which is the book of Exodus, which is the book of Leviticus, which is the book of Numbers in the Bible. And it was Daniel's rich understanding of God's word that helped him discover and follow through on God's purpose. If we desire to find and fulfill God's purpose for us, we need to be rooted in God's word. Let's, let's look at Daniel. He was a professional. Now, let me tell you, he was very busy. He had an incredibly successful career. I'm sure he didn't have to take the trains to get to work like we do like we do in Mumbai. I'm sure he didn't have a two-hour commute. But I can assure you that he was not just a general manager or, or a vice president. He was prime minister, nothing less, and under two different kings. I'm sure he was extremely busy. I'm sure he started work very early and finished it very late. But it is pretty obvious from all that we've seen that he spent a lot of time enjoying and meditating on the word of God, the Bible. Daniel did not find his purpose from the world, but Daniel found his purpose from the word. Can we say that for ourselves? Can we honestly look at our lives and in the search for purpose, the search for meaning, the search for significance, no one can walk away from that. We are wired like that. It's, it's important to us. We can never be at rest. We can never be at peace with ourselves. We can never be fulfilled unless directionally we are moving in our lives towards a purpose that God has given us. This purpose is not something we make up. And this purpose is not about us. It's about something that God has created us for specifically. And if we want to find this purpose, we have to go not to the world, but to the God who created us with a purpose. And God has revealed himself to us through the Bible. 
And so this morning, I want to call every single one of us to a deeper daily devotion to God's word, the Bible. If our faith in Jesus is indeed true, this faith has to overflow into a desire to know Jesus more and to enjoy our relationship with him. And it is impossible for us to enjoy a relationship with Jesus or have a meaningful relationship with him unless we begin to learn to know God, not just know about God, but to know God through the Bible. Reading the Bible is not difficult. I know it might seem like that for some of us as we, as we begin the journey. And, and I'm sure, and even now as I read the Bible, I'm sure it's true of many of us, that we may not understand certain sections of the Bible. That's all right. But every time we read the Bible, there's enough for us. God speaks to us in some small way and yet meaningful way. And that's enough for us in that moment. So I want to really encourage us on this journey of reading God's word and enjoying God's word daily. And this morning, I'm calling every one of us to a deeper devotion to the word of God. Enjoying the Bible daily, individually and in community is so important. Allow me to close us uh, with the last thing I want to draw for us from the passage. Courage to live God's purpose. Daniel prayed for the purpose he found in God's word, putting his career and his very life at risk. What was it that empowered Daniel to pray for the restoration of his people to God even if it meant the death sentence for him. What was it that empowered Daniel to lay his life down for the sake of others? Daniel had a deep revelation of Christ Jesus and the eternal life that only Jesus can give us. And let me show this from the Bible. Let me show this to us from the books of, of Daniel. In Daniel chapter 9, at the end of his prayer... Uh, Daniel had a vision and he saw and heard a few things. And let me just read one sentence from that vision. It's very relevant. Daniel chapter 9, verse 25. Daniel finished praying this long prayer. We're going to look at the prayer in, the, in detail in the next sermon. But Daniel finished praying this prayer and this is what happened. He has a vision. An angel comes and tells him this. No one understand, from, no one understand this. From the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem... Until the anointed one, the ruler, this is Christ Jesus, comes, there will be 77s and 62 sevens. I'm not going to go into all of that detail. This is a very rich um, foretelling. And some biblical scholars believe this actually tells a specific time of Jesus' birth. We're not going to go into that. But suffice to say that this clearly spoke about Christ Jesus Almost 600 years before, 500 years before, 500, 600 years before he was born. Daniel had a revelation of Jesus, the Messiah, to come. Jesus, the Messiah, to come. Jesus, the Son of God. God himself, who came not to punish wicked people, not to punish selfish people, not to punish people who focused more on the careers than others. That's us. But to save them. And God saved 
men, not by killing bad people and, and blessing good people. God in Jesus saved men and women by dying on the cross for bad people, which is basically all of us. And on the cross, when Jesus was dying, he was not just being killed, put to death by the Roman soldiers for a sin he had never committed. He was sinless. But when Christ was dying on the cross, it was God himself, God the Father, punishing God the Son, not for anything wrong that Jesus had done, but for all the wrong that you and I have ever done. And it is because of this that when we call on the name of Jesus, when we believe in him, we are forgiven. All the songs that we sung, I am a child of God, I am loved by God, all of that would be meaningless, empty words apart from the sacrifice of Christ Jesus on the cross for us. It is because Christ was punished in our place that God can unconditionally love us. Daniel not only had a revelation of Jesus, he also had a revelation of eternal life that only Jesus can give. Let me show this also from the book of Daniel. Uh, apart from the vision outlined in Daniel 9, Daniel received one more vision uh, in the first year of King Darius. And this is outlined for us in the last two chapters of Daniel, chapter 11 and chapter 12. Let me just read one verse for us. Daniel chapter 12, verse 13. This is, this is profound. As for you, Daniel, go your way till the end. You will rest, meaning you will die as all of us will. And then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. Daniel understood and Daniel was told that he would die and there would be a resurrection from the dead. Just as Christ rose again from the dead, all of us will rise again from the dead. Daniel had a revelation of Jesus and experienced the assurance of eternal life that only Jesus can give. For those of us who are not followers of Jesus, if you're exploring, the reason we are so dissatisfied, the reason we are so unfulfilled in this world is because we were not designed only for this world. We were designed for something more beautiful. We were designed for something more perfect. And we have that longing, each of us, deep inside of us. And this longing for beauty, this longing for perfection, this longing for a world that is ideal, for a world that is free of sin, for the world that's, that's free of shame, where people don't hurt each other, that's possible to see fulfilled only in Christ Jesus. And so because Daniel had this revelation of Jesus and eternal life, he was willing to take the risk to his life here and now for the greater purpose of God. I'm going to close with just, just one thought. And this, I think, applies to both those of us who are followers of Jesus and those of us who we would call ourselves explorers of Jesus, who are curious about Jesus. I think it's going to be relevant to both of us. A very simple question. If God reveals his purpose to you today, do you have the courage and the commitment to live all of it no matter what? I mentioned earlier, purpose is not significance. Purpose is something beyond us. Purpose is us doing something that's beyond our benefit. Purpose is doing us doing something for the benefit of others. It means a cost to ourselves, just as Jesus paid a very heavy cost to bless us. 
And if God reveals your purpose to you today, do we have the commitment, do we have the courage to live that purpose out? You know, our eagerness to discover our purpose is not always matched by our courage to live that purpose. Could this be the reason God has not yet revealed his purpose to us? You see, it's not just enough if we find our purpose. We also need the courage to live that purpose out. And only Jesus, only the eternal life that he can give us, only faith in this, only this can give us the courage to live out this purpose. Only this can give us the courage to lay our lives down to serve others, just as Christ Jesus laid his life down to serve us. So let me close with this. Will we commit ourselves afresh to daily devotion to God's word so that we may not only find God's purpose, but when we may, that we may also find the courage to live God's purpose out, that we may also find the commitment and the sacrifice that it takes to live God's purpose out in our lives. Let's, let's pray. Father, we, we pray in the name of Christ Jesus that even today, would you quicken our hearts. Lord, all the things that we become distracted with, all the good things that we become distracted with, I pray that in the light of just seeing Jesus, beautiful, Christ Jesus on the cross, Christ Jesus dying for our, our sins, Christ Jesus risen from the dead, as we see Jesus, May these distractions go away and help us to see God's purpose in our lives. And Lord, we pray, above all, above all, Lord, teach us, train us, coach us, Father, that we will learn to seek purpose, not in the many good things of the world, but will you give us grace to seek purpose from the one who created us with a purpose. Help us, Lord. Help us turn to Jesus, our creator. Help us not to be presumptuous that we can make or find our own purpose. Help us to humble ourselves and remember that we are but created beings. Help us to bow our knees before our creator, God acknowledge all of life comes from him. All of joy comes from him. All our ambition, good godly ambition comes from him. All our creativity, all our hearts come from him. All our business acumen comes from him. And he's given all of that to us, not just for our sake, but that we might use all that to serve people. And so help us to truly open our hearts and actually reject the purposes we've been trying to build for ourselves, to renounce those, and to receive the purpose God has for every single one of us. And help us to do this through the name of Christ Jesus, who died and rose again for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.